We replace the battery. Yeah. So we should be able to go through the blast through the shear, Mitchum. We have a little variation in the, uh, the, uh, the refreshments today. Good. So a little change. The change is good. Yes, yeah, change. That's today's story of the country. Yeah. <laughs> United States is working on change. Uh-huh. The other day I told you I got to the toll booth. Yeah. The old style toll booth still on the on the uh, turnpike or something. Right. Where you still throw in your quarters, your nickels, right. yeah. And um, the shots are sitting behind this white guy right. and the white guy is sitting he got out of the car and he's uh, taking a long time right so Schwartz says you guys you, you white guys got no aim you have to get out of the car to put it in <laughs> so he says hey man I'm living with the president I'm picking up the change how is that to you? Is his birthday or something? No, today we finished St. Kaddish. Wow. Anybody else cheesecake? Can we, can we light the Steinbrenner tonight or no? <laughs> 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 a nice Jewish boy. <laughs> no, he wasn't Jewish. Steinbrenner's Jewish? Of course Steinbrenner's Jewish. Um, Elad, Steinbrenner's Jewish? I don't think so. I don't think so. No, he's not Jewish. It's the third, fourth day of Nachmov. This Shabbos we're going to lay in Pash Devarim. Devarim, not only the name of the parsha, the name of the Chumash, the fifth, fifth of Chumash, the Chumash Teira. Known as Mishnah Teira. Nat has a very knack, a good knack of telling me what, how to pronounce Deuteronomy. Did he uh, move to Cuba or something? I don't know. Nat is uh, in between Puerto Rico and um, Grenada. <laughs> yeah, seriously? Sometimes. He told me four times today he's coming. On the way here, he was cold and he says he doesn't even make it. Um, but of course, he has to mention during this year. Chumash Devarim is called Mishnah Teda, repetition of Teda. We will repeat the Teda as we spoke last week. Eva Devarim, Eva is Gematria 36. Interestingly, Very. Oh, don't worry, there'll be, there'll be a yet. Yeah. 
Interestingly, we're dedicating the night this year, the Nishmas Meshitsiv and Yisrael, finished Kaddish today, 11 months, it's very interesting to note the different reactions of the people, <coughs> they all expect the a spread. We didn't put any cheesecake this morning, but there was quite a spread. And I have a bunch of different groups of kviyasim that I meet up with. I have a kviyas minion for shachlis, kviyas minion for mincha. So everybody had to have a lachayim. So I almost felt like the Jew that was a new man. In fact, I actually forgot to bring the Lechaim. Did you get some Lechaim? Yeah, Lechaim, yeah. Some wine? No. Wow. Nine days. Okay, that's right. Water or vodka? You have, you have, uh, you have, 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 you Libraries might be other people. See what he comes up with. Okay, 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 okay. Eila Advarim Eila's Gematria 36. Chumash Dvarim Meisha now repeats everything of the Tera. As we said before, he begins. Eila Advarim begins on Rashkhid Shvat. and passed away on Zion Adar. Hence, for 36 days, Meshach Rabbeinu delivers testimony and the repetition of the Torah of Fajr Chumash Dvarim. Testimony, generally, is only appreciated when it's given live. Another testimony that we see in Chumash Dvarim, in Pash Dvarim, is the Avteira. The Avteira of this week's Shabbos, interestingly, names the Shabbos. There are a few Shabbos in the course of the year that derive their name from the name of the Avteira. One is this Shabbos, the Shabbos Chazayin. And the next, the following Shabbos, which is Pashas, which is Shabbos Nachamu. And Nachamu also <laughs> being the name of the Haftarah.
when a person passes away, there are many different halachas that are given for the people that remain alive. For the person that passes away, there's nothing to talk about. Adam, you say the me'afar, we say falafar. And ultimately the neshama, hatahira, the holy pure neshama of a person goes back to where it comes from. The Gemara tells us the Chazal say that when a person leaves the world the Bishash and Niftir Adam when a person passes away, God says to the angels, Go see what are the creations saying. What are the people in the world saying about this Neshama? We sometimes hear about this awkward um, Avera, sin known as Lashon Hara and we know the severity of Lashon Hara the Bashem tells us that Lashon Hara destroys three people person that says it person that hears it and the person that it's spoken about person that says it, I understand. He's going and slandering this other person. person that hears it, I could grasp it. I mean, after all, you have the option to ignore him. You have the option to tell the person, I don't want to hear what you're saying. And I will tell you from personal experiences, when a person has a nice juicy piece of Lashon Hara and you confront them, you tell them, I don't want you to tell this to me, they get very insulted. They take it personal. I'm willing to share with you something that I know and you are denying me. Which, if we ask the question of the psychologist, Psychologists will tell us that a person finds it healthy to express themselves. Person, it's, it's healthy for a person to talk it out, not to keep it bottled up inside them. My personal nature, I don't talk too much about myself. I try very much not to actually. Try not to tell people what my problems are, my health, this or that. It's mine. And a lot of it stays inside me. And I wonder why I don't explode. <laughs> I wonder what it is that keeps me going, that keeps me ticking. But now rumor has it you didn't get one. You did not. We know that it says in the Mishnah Kalakais Kiloivadavidizara anyone who is in cast, gets angers, 
as if he served away the Zara. Wow, wow, wow. explains in Tanya a step further. Anyone that gets depressed is as if they served away the Zara. Wow. What? 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 Depression. In Tanya, the Altareb explains this. And the Altareb explains the same reason, on the same vein. What happened to the Lachayim? Right now. You know, they did the... The cheap fellow the cheap fellow took his kids to watch people like ice cream? Yeah. Some ice, I don't know if you want ice cream. Well, they didn't get cheesecake. Hello. Avi, what are you... He's on a watch. Who is not going to Who wants Arak? Send it down. I'll, I'll have like. Nobody uh, wants less than that. Arak. Nobody wants Arak. <laughs> I want Arak. Everybody's craving Arak. No, nobody wants. You see, that's another. Uh, we got There's so much we have to go into. <laughs> but I think we should make tonight's uh, a four hour journey. <laughs> Why does nobody want Arak? Yeah. It's not the union of wanting this. When a person says the Chaim, the person is saying the Chaim because. Of what the Lachayim is causing. Lachayim is Lamed Ches Yud Yud Mem. Two Yud, two Yudin, two Yudin get together. Then we have the concept of Cham, of warmth. So when we say Lachayim, we're not saying Lachayim. I'm not saying Lachayim because the taste, because it's drunk, because of this. A Yid says Lachayim because he's saying Lachayim for the Indian. Lachayim the Shomash Shavan Aliyah. Lachayim Yavchu Yamel the Sosin and the Simcha. These days should turn to happiness and to Simcha. Just now I can mention actually, this is my, my partner in crime tonight. You want to know why we uh, splurged tonight on all the other extras? Just thanks to uh, dear friend Michelle. <laughs> if I say Meir Menachem, they'll tell me his name is Menachem Meir. If I say <laughs> Whenever I tell him, he says the opposite. It's fantastic. He never fails, huh? Meir Michal. I say Meir Michal, he tells me Michal Meir. Whenever I call him up to the territory, he tells me it's the opposite. Spend the whole year doing that. Chaim, Chaim. No, Morty's driving. That's why I'm drinking. Black licorice. Huh? I just told you. It doesn't matter what it is. Okay. So the Nishama Tahiri returns. So the Lashon Hara that a person says, we figure only on a person that's live, you per se, about Lashon Hara. I can depict in my mind's eye, I said Lashon Hara about this person. I depict what I did to myself, I depict what I did to the guy who just heard it to me, and I depict to the guy that I did it to. When a person passes away, Rahmanul son, then where's the gather? Is there still a gather of Lashon Hara? We know the famous story of the Badichava that once took a hammer and broke up a matseva, a tombstone in the, in the cemetery. When they asked him later why, he said because the people wrote on the matseva phenomenal things about the nifter. Unfortunately, 
The lifter can't live up to it. And the Nisham is having a very hard time the Mailah. Because the Malachim keep bringing testimony. It says this and this on your Matseva. Where is it in your archives? We don't find it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They say, tell a story of a fellow whose name was Odd. Odd. And all his life, Nebuchadnezzar, he suffered because everybody used to call him Odd. Hey, Odd. <laughs> your name's Odd. Are you Odd? Yeah, you think you're Odd, huh? Is Mrs. Odd Odd too? Yeah. And, you know, and Nebuchadnezzar, so he said when he dies, do him a favor and leave his tombstone empty, blank. He said, oh, even when I'm dead, people come and laugh at me. And lo and behold, this tombstone was blank, and the two people walk into the cemetery, and they walk by, and they say, there's nothing on this thing. He said, that's odd. Um, so the matseva, in essence, also has to be lived up to. The matseva has to be, have a substantiality. So to an extent, if Rahman al-Islam, a person puts on a matseva something that's not true, missing a picture. The Shama has to live up to it. The Shama gets paid for that. And this is what it says the Malachi Asharas are asked by Akadish Baruchu. What is spoken of this Nishama? On Friday night, this past week, an old friend of my father's, the Shalom, was in Shul. He happened to move away from Granite to move to Queens. Good friend of yours. Yaman Altois. And I was standing with a friend of mine, and he says to my friend, he says, because of this fellow's father, because of my father, he was called a Chosh by the Rebbe. The Rebbe called him a Chosh So the other fellow was intrigued. That's a good word. His curiosity was piqued. He's getting shot from the Sarak. Get another bottle out. Peaked his curiosity. And what'd you put in it? Oh, okay. And the fellow asked, What happened? Why did they ever call you a Chash of a Bacha because of his father? So he told the following story. It was Yud Bay 7, 50 plus years ago. And he walked into 770, and there was nobody around. And all of a sudden, Rabbi Chadikov, the Rebbe's personal secretary, had his little attaché case, said, Oh, the Rebbe's looking for a chosh of a bacha. So he started to chuckle and he says, Listen, a bacha, I can tell you I am. Chosh, I don't, yeah, don't know if I can live up to that number. Kitsa, he said, No, 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 come. And he came to the Rebbe, Rabbi Chadikov walked in, Rabbi Chadikov told the Rebbe, I found a bacha, but he says he's not chashev. So the Rebbe left. So let him come in. And he came in, and the Rebbe told him, Stami, you're going to Meshachach's chasana. So he said, of course. So he said, here's an envelope. The letter for me and a check. Go bring it to the Hasana, please. So Miyamin will never forget all his life how the Rebbe called him a Chashav because he was able to bring a letter, my father's, my parents' letter to the wedding. Now, interestingly, that letter is not a standard letter. 
the, my father was nifta last year, Dalrel. So long ago, and Ezra got married, Kavdalit. So we started to look for a letter, my letter, my wedding letter. Someone found in one of my father's boxes of Svarim, my nephew actually, opened up one of the boxes of Svarim that my father had, and took out from one of the Svarim a letter, an envelope from the Rebbe. Interestingly, in the envelope were two letters. One letter was Nichem Avelim. Condolences sent, the Rebbe sending condolences to my father about the passing of his father. And the other letter was his wedding letter. How they ended up in the same envelope, I'll never know. But they came at the same time, at the right time. So I got my condolence letter from the Rebbe, from my father. And a wedding letter. And the Rebbe adds on the bottom of the letter that the fa- the parents should see Yiddish Siddish Anachas from the couple. And actually, it's interesting, interesting to note that the person that read the letter read it through, read the letter under the chuppah, and it went right over his head. I asked him afterwards, I said, did you not notice it was different? He says, it is different, right? So the fact is, though, that I, I saw that the hands of the Rebbe very, very involved <coughs> in everything that goes on and went on in our family. So when we come now, we complete the Kaddish. We want to know, is a Neshama capable of being blasphemed? Is a Neshama capable of having any kind of effect, being affected by Loshan Hara or slander in this world? And the answer indeed is yes. So much so, the air conditioner off? Yeah. Went off? No, yeah. huh? you feel it? No, actually, I thought it's wet. It's not. It's not. It's not. Now you feel it there. Okay, good. They feel it there, it's fine. Huh? I see Ezra sweating, but it's not. It's too much that it makes too much noise. You're not going to have recording. So the answer is yes. And we have to therefore see to it when we talk about a neshama, just like we talk about the neshama when it's in the goof, gashmi in the physical body, we have to be very, very careful and articulate as what we say about the neshama tahira in this world. As the Neshama Tahira, Neshama Tahira is still 
banking on what goes on in this world. It's brought down that a neshama of Chas Shalom, a neshama is of that of a Russia, then the family should say Kaddish for 12 months in order to save the, the punishment of Gehenna for 12 months. That's why we stop not just on the day of the 12th month, we stop on the last day of the 11th month. The last day of the 11th month showing that we're not even giving an inkling, we're not even giving a clue to the 12th month, we're not giving any credence to it being a 12th month, because the Neshama we know is a Tehidah. Needless to say, of course, so much more so, the Neshama has a schus, and a boy is born in the family, then the Neshama, of course, has another level of elevation, and even more so if the Neshama is, if the name is given after the Neshama. Salam gives it the other. Only if the person died a, a horrible death or very young. What's considered young? My age. <laughs> <laughs> no, because my uh, grandfather passed away twelve years ago, and. Um, Who's your grandfather? No, um, my cousins have one of my cousins have his name. They added it in. Uh, yeah. Why? They put like Yosef, that How old was your grandfather? He was 58. 58? 12 years ago? That's uh, young fellow. That's young. Under 60 is called young. Davar Melech says, Yimei shenaseinu shana, The days of life are 70 years, and if in Gvura, it's 80 years. But Yimei... The word Yemei is Yud Mem Yud, Yematria 60. Yemei Shinoteno, years of 60, is the youngest that a person goes away. Under 60 is already considered very young. I'm almost there. No, you. Yeah, I was asking about my dad. Right on the edge. Okay, I'm almost. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in, yeah. Hi, I'll drink to that. And not making it to the game's full record. You should finally give that stroke of luck. Okay. That's what we need. I'm listening. So, also. If you decide to do stroking, you should be a stroke of luck. Absolutely. Hey. I, saw, I saw also who is not considered old, a person that can still stand on his one leg. Oh, then I'm old for about 20 years already. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I have a problem on both legs. Chumash Defo, Chumash Dvarim, when he starts off, Chumash Dvarim, Eila, Dvarim, Eila, is Gmati of 36. There's 36 days that Mesha Rabbeinu repeats the Teda, Hail Mesha, Be'er is a Teda, as he repeats the Teda in 70 languages, says Rashi. We're in the three weeks now, Shabbos Chazayin, we're going to talk about Shabbos Chazayin as well. One of the Tamidah Bashem HaKadosh was a Wolf Kitsis. 
spoke about Volkis many times. I said that when I came to Mezhbush, I found out for the first time in my life that a Volkis was not just a Talmud of Bashem Tov, but he was a Talmud movie of the Bashem Tov, and the Bashem Tov and the Volkis are side by side. In the area of the Bashem Tov, you have the Israel Bashem and Volkis, right next to each other. Apparently, he was a very, very close Talmud of the Bashem the Volk Yitzhak had a daughter. One day the Bashem Tov calls him in and shows him a list of family names. He says, okay, time for you to choose a chassan. And Volk didn't have two pennies to rub together. And Volk wore the same pairs of shoes for 20 years. The Volk was a, vir- a veritable pauper. He says to the Bashem you have to understand it, Rebbe. That they're going to want a dowry. They're going to want kest. I don't have. How do you expect to, to take a shidduch one of these families? Bashem says, you choose the name, we worry about everything afterwards. He chose the name, the Bashem called over the Shatkin, said, go tell them. Shatkin went, told what the story plate was broken, they said the Chaim, he came back, he told the Wolf Mazel Tov. A few weeks later, and the, excuse me, the Mechutin sent back a message that the condition, of course, is that he needs 2,000 ruble dowry. It's a veritable fortune. How much did you get? <laughs> what? Nothing. How much did you get what? Talking here about it. Dowry, dowry. Sorry. I'll tell you how much I got. Hey, hey. <laughs> 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 All right, all right. Over. <laughs> <laughs> the kids said, Evolve told the Rebbe what they want. But Shanta said, No. There's also tradition that besides the dowry, you have to give gifts to the chassan. Chassan has to get certain gifts from the kala. Now some people speak only Yiddish. And when they speak only Yiddish, you say the word gift. Gift in Yiddish means poison. <laughs> so that I have no problem giving. The average figure gives a lot of gift. So they sent a letter to Wolf, and we didn't get any of the gifts. The Wolf came running to the Bashemtiv and he shows him the letter and the Bashemtiv says, No, no. Two weeks later another letter comes, says, You're ignoring our letter? What happened to the gifts for the Khazan? And he comes to the Bashemtiv and the Bashemtiv says, No, no. Finally, they send a letter that if you're not going to start sending the gifts, Shidduch's off. So he came running to the Bashemtiv with trepidation because one more no, no, and I'm out the window. The Vashanta says to him, okay, you know what? Tell him to come a week before the Chassanah. All the gifts will be given, everything will be given out. Come give to it. Sends the letter, and lo and behold, the invitation is accepted gracefully. And the Vashanta says, now I'm really in it. <laughs> what do I do now? Kid said, the day before they are due to arrive, the wolf is walking in the streets of Mezhbush, and a man walks over to him and says, Where do I find the Rishal Bashem? 
So the Vov says, come, I'm on the way there. I'll take you. And they come to the Vashem Tov, and the Vov is about to tell the Vashem Tov that they're due to arrive tomorrow, and near to Dengi, there's no money. And he comes into the Vashem Tov, no idea, no. And the Vashem says, oh, good, 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 both of you come here, sit down. The Vov didn't have any idea who this fellow was even, but... Uh, so Bashemta says to this person who came to visit him, May I tell you a story? Tell us it here. So Bashemta begins the story of a man that went out and did a very profitable business deal. And he earned 40,000 rubles on the deal, which is a veritable fortune. And he took the 40,000 rubles and he got his wagon driver and he took the money and he put it under his seat. And they started going home. And here he was going home, very, very happy man. All of a sudden, he fell asleep. All of a sudden, he feels a jolt. The wagon stopped. He looks out in the middle of a dark forest. So he calls out to the wagon driver, Makara. And the guy doesn't answer. And he gets out of the wagon. And there's the wagon driver yielding an axe. And he grabs him and he throws him up against a tree. He says, where's the money? Where's the money? Well, Machab, don't do this to me. How can you do this to me? My wagon driver, you don't want to hear a word. You don't have no cheesecake. No. Where are you, Flesha? <laughs> Went to see him? Huh? Went to see him? Please let me live. The kid said he tied up the, the man. And he's yielding the, wa- the axe and he says, you better tell me where the money is. The man had nothing to answer. He tells him where the money is. He figures maybe he'll at least save his life. And he reaches inside and he finds the money where he said it was. He says, now I have to kill you. You know too much. You're going to go to the police. You're going to have me arrested. He begs and he pleads and he screams and he yells. And says, you can scream all you want. You're deep in the forest. Nobody's going to hear you. Anyway, he says, you got ten seconds of prayer. Starts counting down. And the guy's screaming and yelling, please, Shema Yisrael. All of a sudden, boom, a shot rings out in the forest. The landowner is walking by and he heard the tumult. And he came to see and he saw what's going on. Meantime, sorry, I missed the one very, very important point. The fellow says, Save me, I'll give ten percent of this money away. Save me, I'll give 50% of the money. As soon as he said, save me, I'll give the whole money away, boom. The gunshot rang out. And the man was saved. Kids of the man went, and he, Baruch Hashem, was blessed with a daughter and a son. The children were growing up very nicely. And every time someone came for charity, he always found a different story and a different excuse why he couldn't give. Maxed out, he's tapped out, he's, he's committed, he's, times are hard. All the stories in the book. You know the difference between, um, what's it called? Recession, depression, and, re- and recovery. Recession is when the neighbor loses his job. Depression is when you lose the job. 
And recovery is when Obama loses his job. Anyway. <laughs> Whenever someone came to him, times were bad, times were hard, times were this, times were that. Listen, when Obama starts listening to my shit, I'll worry. Years went by, and the daughter passed away. The daughter died, and the man didn't remember anything about his commitment. He didn't take the heat anything about that. Suddenly, the son fell ill, and the son fell deathly ill. And this rich man picked himself up and came running to me to ask for a blessing to save his son. The fellow immediately realized it was not just a story. It was his story. It was his daughter, son, and now his son. And he started to cry, Rebbe, Rebbe, yes, I'm willing to give Mashenta said, you don't have to give the whole thing, give what you said originally, 10%, to your neighbor sitting next to you. Immediately the man took out the 4,000 ruble and gave it to the Wolf Kitsis, and the Wolf Kitsis went off to make his wedding. This Shabbos is Shabbos Chazoyin. Chazoyin Yishayahu ben Amotz, Amotz. And according to the wording that we listened to from the Shayah, from Shayahu, It sounds like words of reproach. Shayo is reprimanding the Jewish nation. Shimu Shemayim Azini Eretz. And he goes on to tell how terrible the people are and how the people don't recognize where they are. Oh, you sinful nation, people who were once holy and now heavy with sin. The holy offspring who became wicked, corrupt children, on and on and on. And ultimately, this is during the three weeks. This is the third of the three weeks, which is the day, which is the time before Tishbev, Shabbos before Tishbev. But he el- ends off the Haftarah with the most famous of Psukim Tzien b'Mishpati Padeh v'Shavah b'Tzdaka. That Tzien will be redeemed through the observance of the law, and those who return there will come due to the act of Tzdaka and righteousness. From this we see that that explains very interestingly how the Balchuva has a complaint. And he says, Mishavah B'Tzedakah refers to the Tzadikim. That it's only through the Tzadikim we'll be able to come into the land. Are we so marred? Are we so scarred? Are we so blackened? And that explains no, just the opposite. There's a concept of natural light and there's a concept of light that comes after darkness. Natural light is a wonderful thing. We'll almost use the same example as water. I don't know if anyone here experienced in the recent few weeks there was no rain in Brooklyn. Raining all over the place, not in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And 
you go out and you water the grass, you see all my neighbors watering their, their lawns, major lawns that we have in Brooklyn. <laughs> all seven feet by square feet over there. And they're watering the grass, and yet all the grass is hay. Everyone on the block has brown. It's terrible. You water it every morning, every evening, whatever it might be. But came one good rain, one drenching rain, and the grass comes to a different life. Light that comes out of darkness, that Ebb explains, is a much, much stronger light. When you have a natural light that's always been light, the room is always a light room. You light a candle in there, what do you see? Nothing. Candle is bottle. And that's why, according to Allah, when it comes to Bidika's Chomets, we have to be Bidika Chomets by night. Not by day, because by day you don't see the light of the candle. Ner Ba'er HaShemesh is a mashal of how, sometimes how insignificant we feel. That's not a bad word. Insignificant. That's a lot of words. I definitely I, would, I need word word uh, word whatever you know, spell check to be able to spell it. Um, when it comes though to a candle in a pitch dark room, it doesn't just light up exactly around the candle. But if you're standing in this pitch dark room and you light that candle, you will see the light spread. The idea of spread the light. It almost sounds like a like a poetic expression. It almost sounds like something that only in a in a picturesque scene do you spread the light. You spread cream cheese on a bone, on a bagel. That I know. You spread butter on on, on, on corn. But the way you sp- what does spread the light mean? And then it explains when you go into a dark room and light a candle, you can see it spreading through. Have you ever, by the way, anyone hear the expression of crack of dawn? Mm-hmm. You know what it means? I didn't know either. I didn't know what it meant either until 30 plus years ago. I was sitting on a cliff contemplating. No, no, no. <laughs> we were sitting on a cliff. We had a camping, we, had, we got a camping site up in the mountains of Venezuela. Um, if you ever heard the expression on the top of the world looking down on creation, mm-hmm. I yeah. was there. <laughs> um, that place. It's exactly where it was. We found it was very interesting to find that uh, had a building there for outhouse and did that. And it was much a regular camp. It was great. They had to drive with a jeep like like uh, twenty five minutes up there. We'd take two shifts, three shifts to get all the kids up there. It was great. We were in the middle of nowhere, but civilization ain't the word for it. There was nothing there. And we found out after about 25 minutes of being on the campsite and the jeep gone that we are on the ver- on the edge of a cliff. You walk 30 feet in the wrong direction and you're taking a 10,000 foot drop. It's mind-boggling. So, we had to take shifts. We were 10 boys. Every two hours or hour, and we try to keep it as minimal as possible so that you don't fall asleep doing it. Someone sat by the cliff. To make sure that no kids wander off in that direction. And Baruch Hashem, they should take care of us and put down a rainstorm in the middle of this thing like there was nobody's business. <laughs> a Venezuelan rain, the, the raindrops as big as fe- footballs. 
It was incredible. And here we are in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> so we got, the, the, the outhouse had a little roof sticking out at the bottom from the roof. The kids were flat up against the wall and watching the raindrops fall in front of them, making their toes wet, actually. It was an exp- incredible experience for them. And we needed a campfire. So what is, what, what can you do? Did I just make a campfire in pouring rain? I do. We took some cardboard. We set the cardboard up. And we took some twigs and we dried them off in our shirts. And we put them underneath and we started a fire. And we started singing every year the Rebbe's, for the Rebbe's capital. The Rebbe, the, every year the Rebbe changed capital on his birthday of Tehillim. Every year there was a new nigun. We started singing the nigun. I don't remember what it was that year. But I guess. And we were dancing around the fire. And as we danced in this pouring block of rain, the fire started growing and growing. And the kids were standing there get us out of here, these guys are witches, these guys, <laughs> what do we fall into here, as is, the first time they saw us, with hats on, they thought for sure, take our hats off, and they'd be horns, and here you know, look what they're doing, they're building a fire, in a pouring, they just couldn't believe the sight, because uh, it was my turn, at about 3.30, or 3.26 in the morning, probably, and I'm sitting there, with another bacha, it's quiet, all you hear, is a little bit of crackling, of the fire, and all of a sudden, across the sky, yeah, the both of us jumped it's a miracle we didn't fall off the cliff from it (laughs) and when we went back to Venezuela we went to inquire what in heaven's name was that because that my friend was the crack of dawn there is an actual crack by dawn wow so why did you hear it there oh because you were at a high altitude we were up yeah we were next to the sky (laughs) I just reached out shook hands with God all morning are you kidding (laughs) I go to the country right now country is not exactly it. It's just not, this was there was nothing you didn't hear the birds couldn't get up that high not even the birds chirping there was nothing up there it was incredible <laughs> therefore the lightness the light that comes from darkness you weren't taking anything and that <laughs> I told you we couldn't we had to like show no kids go fly because the kids would have taken it and decided to beat birds off the cliff so the light that comes out of the darkness is so much stronger. And this is Tzir B'mishpati Bada V'shvah B'tzlaka. And Shabbos Chazayin, the Batichave explains, is a time where we are shown the Beis HaMikdash. <coughs> if a person is Zeicha, they will see physically the third Beis HaMikdash on the Shabbos. If we're not Zeicha, we see it anyway. But we don't know we see it. Either we don't know what we're seeing, or our eyes are not clear enough to even see it physically. When you're saying that we'll be alive, we are being shown the third Beis Hamikdash. Shown what? The Our third soul. temple. The neshama, not the person's actual body. We, as a person standing in shul, if we merit, if we have the schut, we can actually see the third Beis Hamikdash. God shows it to us on Shabbos Chazayim, and the Levi Badich gives a marshal. A fellow once bought his child a beautiful suit. And he bought the child a beautiful suit and the child was reckless. The child ran around in it and tore the suit. Father was very upset, needless to say. Child came home in rags. So this is the suit I just bought you. You know what? Come. He took him to the tailor again and he bought him another suit. And he bought him the second suit. And again the child did the same. But finally, father said, Come to the tailor. And he bought him a third suit, but this suit he didn't give him. This suit he kept in the closet. And he kept it in the closet, and every so often he'd take it out and show it to him. Say, so you see my child? 
learn how to behave, this will be yours. This says the Badichev Shabbos Chazain. We are shown Chazain. We are shown a Riyah Chaziyah, a Chazit, a, 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 a vision to see the actual Beis Hamikdash, so that God tells us it's ready, it's built. Just do what you have to behave the way you have to. This week we have Tishabov. Tishabov is Monday night, and Tuesday. Fast starts before Shkia on Monday. On Monday, we have to already, from, mid, from midday, we cannot learn. The only things that you can learn are things that are relevant to Tishbev itself. It's Shavu Shachalbo Tishbev, and therefore, even the Sephardi Tahor keeps this week. So we don't shave, we don't take haircuts, don't make weddings. Um, don't go swimming, don't get uh, no, uh, wine. Don't, no, no wine obviously for this week for for Abdullah the child, you should get a child to drink the wine that's not not said about Churban <laughs> or you make it on beer you don't give a girl a girl doesn't drink from Abdullah, they grow a beard mm-hmm. is that true? Yeah. oh that's why I have beer same with if, however, you have nobody to give it to, you can make it yourself, or you can make it a beer. Yellow. Lakshan, we're just finishing this year. What's up? No, you never, you never bother me. What's going on? Is what? So, as we're saying now, that the haircut cannot be taken in the nine days, and the week of the of the, of course not. But we don't do the whole the whole nine days. We don't cut our hair, and we also don't go swimming. Well, there's a different. We're talking about the different customs here, even the Sephardi custom, which even Shua Shechalbo, which means that the next week, which Tishbev comes out in, we definitely wouldn't. But um, the general custom is we don't take in the nine days itself from from Rosh Also on Monday, you're not allowed to ask questions during the class. You just listen, please. Um, also. On Monday, before Shkia, we sit down, we have a Suda Tamav Seket, which is a boiled egg and a piece of bread. We do not sit three men together while they're doing the Suda Tamav Seket because we should not have to bench with a Zimun. <coughs> and from then on, we sit on the floor or lower, or lower than three Tvachim, the three hand breaths, until Chatzais on Tuesday. Hang up on me. You're still there. Okay. Okay. On Monday night after Mayrav, with the shul is darkened, and all shuls get darkened, and they take off the parochet from the Aron Kodesh, the Echa is recited. Now, this, this week's parsha is directly connected as well with, with Tishabov, as we say, Echa Esalavadi. We don't start from Sheni by Echa, we start prior to that. We didn't have a chance to discuss it, but Eicha is also Gematria 36. As he spoke of the 36 days that Moshe Rabbeinu speaks from Rishchidosh Shvat until Zayin Adam when he passes away. And also he talked about the 36, as he knew the 36 sins, capital sins that God forbid the Jews would, would, would commit. And in order to prevent them, therefore he speaks about the Eicha, to give Kayach, to give spirit, to give strength 
to the Jewish nation not to fall into that. We don't, we try not to ride in the car on Tishabav until after Chatzais. We try not to do any kind of malacha until after Chatzais. The Sephardi custom, very, very beautiful Sephardi custom, is after Chatzais on Tishabav they clean the house very well. Mm-hmm. And that is in belief, a strong, strong belief that Mashiach is going to come and therefore they are cleaning the house for the coming of Mashiach. Unfortunately, the Ashkenazim don't believe. We <laughs> <laughs> no, believe every day. Yeah, we believe it every day, so, and we never clean the house. So it doesn't matter anyway. On Tishbab day, we say the Kinos after Shachris. We do not put on our Tfilin Shachris in, on Tishbab. We put on the Tfilin for Mincha. Um, what? We put on Tfilin in the morning in the house. You do? Okay, we don't. Really? Right. And we say Kriyashma, we do not use our Tzitzit by davening either. So we don't use a talus either for that matter. All this is done only by Mincha. Shachris is a Kriya Shatera of also from Pashat Vaschanon. And for Mincha, the regular Kriya of a fast day by Yechal. Haftarah is said both in the morning and in the afternoon. The Kinnus is, is said after Shachris. And uh, there are those that have a custom to buy a Kinnus with small letters. And they only say the parts that have big letters. Um... The others that try to say the whole thing, which is very, 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 very meritorious of them. There are today's day and age, we have, Baruch Hashem, the Rabbonim and the Gedalim that put out kinos on the, of the Holocaust, which is the same format, same wordings, actually, but instead of the actual story of the Churban B'Zamikdash, it's about what happened during the Holocaust. And they are also very, very touching, if you can actually... Read them with the translation, it's even worse. Um, and then uh, we don't wear shoes during Tisha B'Av either. Not leather shoes, Uncle Panam. We wear anything that's not leather. Um, and we don't say hello to each other on Tisha B'Av. So for some people that's a natural. No, 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 no. We didn't say that. Don't get too far. I mean, we just don't say hello. We don't wish shalom. Basically, if... The and there's no malacha done until after chatzis. We don't sit on the bench after chatzis. We said, and the meal is then prepared only after chatzis. We start preparing for the meal. And if there's a bris on Tisha call me. I'll tell you what to do then. Yeah, I think my cousin And very good. And the main thing is we wish one another that should be a hafku yamelu the sasan or the simcha, and we should be this Tisha in Yerushalayim and Akedish. Amen. 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 Amen